Blog Talk Radio. Father God, and today I've been told we will have a visit from both Ashtar and St. Germain. So that should be pretty interesting um, and a bit of a challenge for me, I think. This is going to be like a three-ring circus, I think. <laughs> so we have a, some callers on the line with questions. We have some email questions, and we will. it's going to be jam-packed. So those of you who haven't um, been on the the show before or haven't listened in, we answer questions from Mother, Father, God, from our guests. And we only ask that if you have a question, you make it something that will be relevant to everyone listening. Um, We tend to answer uh, more general questions. Uh, social, religious, political questions here. So if you do have a question, make sure that it is something that will be illuminating for others on the call as well. All right. So I have my guest today, my excuse me, my co-host, Ellen Scobie, isn't here today to handle the the panel. She 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 was um, screening calls and asking people what their questions were and so on, so you could talk with someone while I was channeling. But now that I'm doing this on my own, I will have to make a space in my brain to do multitasking <laughs> so that I can be channeling and keeping track. Um, and I think that'll be just fine. But bear with me, if you would. So. I am going to begin by channeling Mother, Father, God. That's the way they've asked to have this schedule. And then we'll find out after that who wishes to come through and what their comments will be. There have been a lot of questions this week uh, coming through. A lot of light workers who are frustrated and anxious for things to move faster and you know we've been promised help and where is it and how come we're not seeing the changes that have been promised so that's I think going probably going to be addressed because there have been so many questions about those kinds of things there are a couple of other email questions that have come through 
and I think I'll mention those for Mother, Father, God, or whoever uh, wants to answer them so that they'll be out here on the table. Charles wrote in and asked, why don't they just give him the um, the plans, the construction plans to make an optic dynamo generator so that we could all have free energy? Sounds like a good question. I've asked the same thing myself <clears throat> in slightly different terms. So we'll see what they say about that. Uh, an email from Nancy heart-wrenching. Her granddaughter was kidnapped. Actually, it's a baby snatching ring. And uh, the child is now in foster care. And she's asking, since she has so many bad feelings and such sadness about this issue, would that prevent her ascension when the time comes and, you know, do bad things? Um cause you or bad feelings cause you to be prevented I think um, I think probably the answer will be much more um, complete than this but I would tend to say myself that feelings that are that come from a place of love couldn't possibly be bad feelings but we'll see what mother father God or Whoever else wants to answer that question will have to say. And Susan from Connecticut, uh, just for the sake of, you're on the line, I think, but your question was fairly simple. So I'm going to paraphrase it for you if that's okay. No, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll put you on right now, and you can ask your question. And uh, let's see, do I have this right I'm not sure. Let's see. We'll talk to Susan. Hello. Are you there? I'm here. Hi, Susan. Yes. Do you want to give us your question? Yes. Um, my, that is, if we have past lives where we 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 weren't good, say some people might have murdered or some people might have been thieves, does it affect us in our next lifetime? Is it affected? Yeah, like, is that what you're saying? Yeah, does it affect us? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. In, in your next life. In in the next lifetime. Mhm. Okay, that's a good question. So, we'll put those questions out and see who wants to answer what. And then if we have time, I'll come back and speak with more people and ask what their questions are. All right, for now, Let's go to our channeling and ask Mother, Father, God to come through and answer whatever, answer whatever questions they wish to or give us their, their um, information and uh, message for today. So the next voice you hear will be Mother, Father, God. Greetings, children. Yes, we hear your questions. And we will take turns answering them. I hope we'll have time for all of you. 
If you don't have time to ask your question today, by all means call back or send us an email, and we will make sure we get to your question next week. Now, let's just talk with you for a few minutes about what's going on in the world. Many of you are feeling impatient, frustrated. You're feeling the urgency of wanting this new world, this golden age (coughs) that you've been promised. Believe you, believe us that we hear you, we understand, and we know that there on on planet Gaia, you are subject to the time, the passing of time, and a week may seem like an eternity to you when you're waiting. But we assure you, we have not forgotten. And the process of ascension, although it was slowed a bit because the train was leaving the station and not enough of you were on it, I'm not speaking to you personally, but enough humans. And we saw people beginning to wake up and almost ready but not sure. So Gaia slowed down her ascension a bit to give all of you more time. But those of you who were ready, of course, are feeling, let's get on with it already. Well, this was the reason for the blast of love and energy that you've been feeling. You're aware this is the time of the spring equinox when the balance of light and dark equalizes. It's also been a time of tremendous energy flowing across the planet in a huge effort to wake up the people who've been slumbering and who've been reluctant and who've been dragging their feet. As you've heard from time to time, we are not the only ones in charge of this process. There are many masters and others from other planets and, of course, the prime creator himself, him, herself, whose final decision it is. We adhere to universal law. There are no exceptions for us. Of course, there are situations that are difficult that could be seen from one point of view or another, especially from your perspective. But here, we listen, we consult, we evaluate what will be best for the what will be for the greater good and i know that sometimes those decisions mean that you continue to see things that are difficult you continue to see suffering hunger even death and it hurts you to see this but i assure you many of those people who are suffering who have left the planet now, have done so because that was their original contract. Don't mourn for them, dear children. They're here with us joyfully, 
cheering you on. They know how hard it is there. Many of them have already ascended, so you needn't worry. And some of you have been concerned. What about the children? What about the animals? Don't worry. Children and animals are far more elevated than most adults on the planet. They are all included. No child would be punished or left behind. No animal. All the animals are are speaking with us, are in contact with us. They're conscious of their connection to us. In a way, they are more advanced in their in their feeling states. So you needn't worry. Now, I know that's no consolation for some of you who are activists, who are eager to make change on the planet, who are working very hard under difficult circumstances to try to make the world a better place. We honor your work. We're grateful for your hard work and for your dedication. Do not fear. The change is coming. We hear your pleas, and the more we hear, the more the process escalates. Your energy, your prayers for help from us, from from all of us in heaven, as you call it, they are heard. And the more you ask, the more we listen. And that's part of our agreement, as we've told you many times. We cannot do this alone. We do not do this alone. You are one of the places in the universe where there is absolute free will. And because of that, we do not violate your free will. Now, one of the things, one of the questions that has come up in the last week, adamantly presented to us, I must say, is the question about why is it that the dark ones get to do whatever they want, but we're working hard to stay in the light and to be kind and to do our good work, and we're not interested in guns and we're not interested in war, but they're allowed to do whatever they want. And we understand that that puts light workers at a real disadvantage because you, the light workers, are not interested in getting more guns so that you can fight back against the, the ones who make war and often make war on you. We understand. There is an element of history and of, how can I say this, of cosmic law, which is in play here. It is ultimately the decision of the prime creator, what will be done with the reptilian, the contingencies that you have complained about, the reptilians, the dark ones who are creating the problems, 
Now, some of those who are creating problems are are not necessarily reptilian, are not part of the 13 families, are new to this troublemaking because of um, having been co-opted psychologically by the dark forces, those we wish to convince, those we wish to bring along. And we hope that you will pray for them to be swept along in the current that you can feel in this week, in these past days. It is working. The consciousness on the planet is rising. We support you. We want your happiness. We don't want to see you suffer. And there will be help on the way. We cannot explain everything that we must consider here. That's where the faith comes in. I'm sorry we can't explain every detail of everything we do, but it would be impossible to put into words. You will understand when you come here. We will be happy to show you and explain to you everything you want to know about the history of the universe and about universal law and how it has developed and how it works. All we ask now is that you understand that we are adhering to ancient laws by your standards, contracts that have been executed and carried out over millions of years. You are, those of you on Gaia, newcomers to this. Your planet has not yet been included in the Galactic Federation of Light to be guided by international law, or I should say universal intergalactic law, because you're a young planet and because you have not yet given up the inclination toward war. Until that happens, you cannot be included under intergalactic law. That's the way it works. We're striving for that time. We hope to help you make that possible. And that is what you're working for, all of you. It's what you knew before you came here for the good of all, not just on your planet, but throughout the multiverse. And now, I'm going to turn over the questions and the the floor to our dear Ashtar and St. Germain, and we will let them decide who would like to speak next next and which questions you would like to ask. But before I go, I will answer one question. I believe it was Susan who asked. Well, both Susan and Nancy asked questions about bad feelings and and actions in past lives. What matters now, dear ones, is the way you feel at this moment. For from our perspective, 
any light that you bring to yourself and to the planet in this lifetime, in this moment, we celebrate. Of course you are forgiven. There are complex situations and arrangements and contracts that we have with you. Sometimes the contract might be that you come to this life and make some trouble. And for that, you're thanked by the people who learn from what you have done. It is then your responsibility to learn empathy, compassion, and love, and forgiveness for yourself and for others. That is the rule after every lifetime. And when you accomplish that, of course, you are completely forgiven. There is no punishment in our in our way of thinking. We don't believe in that. You are much harder on yourself than we are. So that begins the answers to some of your questions. And now I'm going to turn the floor back over to Catherine, and she will introduce whoever would like to go next. Thank you. Until later. And now, Catherine. Okay. (laughs) All right. I guess I'm to see who comes through next and what they'd like to do. And this is beginning to feel like a three-ring circus, but let's see who has the floor next. I think I should pass on to you what I'm hearing. I'm hearing the music that goes da 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 I believe it's Ashtar with his contribution to the three ring circus. Are you there, Ashtar? Hello, Catherine. Hello, everybody. Yes, I'm here. It's Ashtar. (laughs) Well, I'm going to try and keep this on a bit of a light note because I know it's been a hard time for all of you this past week. We hear your frustration and your tears and your putting your foot down and insisting that we come and help you right away and Believe us, we want to. My finger is hovering over the button. I'm only waiting for permission from the Prime Creator, whose final decision it is. But I can tell you, I have passed on every wish, every prayer, every argument that you have sent to me. And here we debate, we discuss, And we present to our prime creator the arguments that you present to us. We are in the same position you are in some ways. We make your arguments. We have a little more understanding of what the universal laws are. But nevertheless, we feel, we feel what you feel, as does. Prime Creator. So 
do not think that your prayers are not being considered. They are. And the more prayers we get, the more, what shall we call it, the more power you give us to make your argument forcefully. Catherine made the comparison yesterday. She said she sends letters all the time to her congressman because even though he agrees with her on everything, (laughs) the more letters they get, the more power they have, the more they can say, look, here's what my constituents want. Here's what they need. Here's what they're crying for. And here's what they're willing to work for. And that gives us more, What? how can we put this? It gives us more oomph. And it puts a spring in our step, too. So we encourage you to continue. Continue your meditations. Continue your prayers. And most of all, continue your good work. You will begin to see, although you think it's not happening, it is, you will begin to see the harder you work, the luckier you get. I learned that at a business seminar. You will see that when you go about doing your good work with love in your heart and faith that the universe will help you, it will come. The universe is abundant. Everything you need is there. Yes, we are here and ready to dismantle the weapons on your planet. But you, in your consciousness, in your creative wisdom, can make a contribution to this. Because it is your prayers, it is your conviction that peace is the way to the golden age that is what will create it we have told you that you have creative powers Jesus said to you you will do what he did and even more believe that believe that children don't wait for us we're here to help you yes But don't wait. Go do those things you have in your mind to do. Speak out where you can make a difference. Talk to your neighbors and your friends. Tell them we're here. Tell them we want to help. And don't be afraid that they're going to think you're crazy. Well, so what if they do? So what? You won't die from it. What's the worst thing that can happen? You're right, and they learn later that you were right. That wouldn't be so bad, would it? So, everyone you meet, tell them about it. Everyone you know, pass on the messages. Don't be shy. And above all, don't worry about what people think of you. That is the worst ball and chain on your leg that you can possibly have. And you realize, don't you, that it interferes with your faith. 
it is uh, an exact, in exact opposition to faith, to be afraid of what your friends and neighbors think. Throw those aside. Throw away all those thoughts. Be strong. Stand upright and feel the sun on your on your faces. Feel the unconditional love pouring down through your channel to enliven and brighten your day. Know that we are here for you. You see us. Many of you have seen us. We like to come and flash a light once in a while to show you we're here. We are here. And we love you one and all. Now, there is a question here from Charles about the optic dynamo generator. I think that would be a good question for me to answer. Charles, we appreciate your ambitious offer. I can assure you building an optic dynamo generator is not such an easy thing. So you must be really clever, as we know you are, and ambitious too. Well, here's the answer for now. We do have plans to pass on our much higher level of technological expertise. We want to pass it on to all of you. We have hesitated in the past. Well, I should say in the recent past we've hesitated to pass it on because when when it has been attempted before, our efforts have always been blocked and sometimes it has been great it has brought great danger to those scientists who tried to present these ideas to the public you know the story of tesla our dear tesla who was persecuted who was left penniless who was discredited and whose ideas were not accepted we do not wish there have been many others i I'm sorry to say, who were actually assassinated because of their work to bring free energy. So we have made the decision that for the moment, but only for the moment, we will wait until we have removed the most powerful resistance. And you know who those people are those ones we call, you call them Illuminati, we call them the Naughties, those who would try to interfere or even kill the scientists who have have created these things, well, first of all, we can tell you the the energy programs that we will give you will be far easier than the ones that you have discovered in the past simpler, more efficient. And you will have free energy. You will. And it will be glorious when we are able to do that. 
So do not fear, Charles. We will ask for your help, and you will enjoy the process enormously in a very safe and comfortable way in our presence. So it will come. It will not be exactly the the uh, optic dynamo, I believe, that you're describing, but there are elements of that which will appear in various forms. So thank you for your question and your offer, and it will be accepted soon, I assure you. Now, I think I have completed what I wanted to tell you today, except that I want you to know that this process doesn't have to be so serious. I know you have concerns about the people who are suffering. I know it hurts you. I can assure you there things are getting better. You don't see it on the surface, but we're working behind the scenes in exactly the proportion that we have been approved to do. It's not that we're hesitating or that we're holding back. We want to just race in there and land on the White House lawn and give you everything we have. But we must be careful. We must hesitate because it is the requirement that has been imposed on us. We do not break universal law. And you will see when you come here why. It will all be explained to you. And you will see as well how brilliantly you are working, how creatively you are accomplishing the very things that need to be done in order for the ascension process to proceed. And it will. It will proceed and it's not going to be in the next eon. We assure you that. You are moving very fast. And perhaps this latest wave of energy that you feel will push all of you over the top. There is a kind of formula, a kind of proportional measure that's used to decide when a culture, when a group of people are ready for something and that is what's taking place now so those of you who have been ready all along of course are raising the consciousness and of course are impatient we understand that but keep at it keep at it you won't be sorry I promise you we're all here cheering you on and sending you love and you will notice from this past blast that you've experienced, the people around you are starting to rub their eyes and go, oh, what have I been doing? I think I need a change. And that is the magic word, change. Everyone is going to be wanting change. 
And it's not just the usual spring fever. This is going to be massive spring fever. And what we are hoping and what we are seeing is that it's going to crash like a wave over the old and bring in the new. And now, my friend St. Germain is here. And he's going to want to have a few words with you, too. So I think I have Catherine's permission. We're just going to help her a little bit. We will shift gears and turn things over to St. Germain. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. Hello. Yes. It is I, St. Germain, here to talk with you today about some different things. As you all know, I think, I was one of the ones who established the Nasara Trust. And some of the questions we've been getting recently are, why don't you give us that money? (laughs) Well, some of what I was going to explain to you has already been explained by my dear friend Ashtar. By the way, you must know that Ashtar and I have worked together for thousands of years and have been involved in this kind of work. Mostly my place has been on the ground, Ashtar in the sky, (laughs) as you would call it. But we have, we see ourselves as linked, as part of the same project, as enthusiastically supporting this planet Earth experiment of which we couldn't begin to tell you how complex it is, how far back it goes, and how many of you have been involved in this planning, executing, working toward what we're doing now. This has been thousands of years that we've been working together, you and I, Ashtar and I, Mother, Father, God, and Ashtar and I and all the other Ascended Masters, you know who you are. You're beginning to know. You're beginning to feel, gee, those people sound familiar to me. What they're saying sounds like something I've heard before. Could it be that I'm one of them? For sure it is. Dear ones, you are one of ours, one of our team, one of the company of heaven. You have worked with us for thousands of years. Now, we're we're coming toward the end and You all have spring fever, and you remember what it's like just before graduation. 
It seems as though the last day will never come. The last exam will never be finished. We'll never be able to complete this. It's endless. Well, you're feeling graduation-itis. And we are too, of course. We do want to help you. We do want to be there for you. We are there for you. We would like to, as some have asked, why don't we just magically appear? Why don't we just throw some gold around so that people can see who we are? Why don't we ask Mother, Father, God to come and give a lecture at the Colosseum? Why don't we do these things that will show people once and for all that we're really here? Well... I'm going to speak for Mother, Father God here. I know they're nodding. They agree. You are here, dear ones. Mother, Father God is all around you. We are all around you. You are one with us. You say, I want to see God. Well, walk out into a field. And notice the cricket at your feet. Walk down the street and notice the people walking next to you. God is there. Look at the child smiling at you. That is God, dear ones. Look at your heart beating. That is God. You You are the ones who have the power. You are the ones who will join us in this effort, who will make it happen, who will materialize this wonderful change. Yes, we can help a little bit, but our help will be nothing compared to what you're doing. It will be a drop in the bucket, and it will not be successful Whatever we have to offer you, it will not be successful unless you are the ones who are initiating and bringing it to completion. We're just here in service to your plan, your ambition, your wishes. You are the ones who have created this. Yes, in cooperation with Mother, Father, God, with us here, the company of heaven, as you call us. We are very much involved, but no more so than you are. Now, I'll take this opportunity to talk to you a little bit about the Nasara funds. Yes, I was instrumental in establishing the funds that are to be dispersed, which will hopefully create major change that will help on that wave to pull you over the top. And I know that you're thinking, oh, that will make all the difference. That will change everything if we just had more money. 
Well, that's the problematic thinking that has infected the entire planet. If we just had more money, we could make it work. Well, you know the story about people who win the lottery. Many of them end up broke at the end of the year. So there is no magic in money or in gold or in jewels or even in distributing it properly, which we will try to do. First, we need to win the hearts and minds of everyone on the planet. And that is what you're doing now. That is what we're all doing now. This planet has been in darkness, in conflict, in terrible circumstances, terrible suffering, terrible pain for thousands of years. Many of you have lived those lives. Many of you have even lived lives where you were making it worse. But as Mother, Father, God said, we don't hold that against you. Sometimes you were supposed to do that. That was your contract. It's a very complex arrangement you have there. And yes, the dark ones have made it much harder for you. As you have all known before you came here, it's only the brave ones who come here now. This is why you have received so much attention from the rest of the universe, because everyone knows, the multiverse actually, everyone knows how difficult it is here and how courageous you are to be here now in this very dark time. Yes, we are going to help. We are going to help you conquer the dark ones. But it will be done according to intergalactic law. As the prime creator sees fit, and his rule is fair, is always fair, is always love, and ultimately always accomplishes what is for the greater good. I can relate with you because I have been there, incarnated on planet Earth so many times. And I know the feeling when you're there. You've heard what Jesus even said. Please help me. What? Why have you abandoned me? God, where are you now? But I assure you, they are right here. They are not enjoying seeing you suffer. That's not why you're here. You're here to learn. We're all here to learn. All of us are elevating as well. Many of us are here on the ships and our twin flames are there with you. Let's talk about that for a moment. A twin flame is the one who holds your heart, who loves you more than life itself, who has been with you since the moment of your birth. Your twin flame is what you call 
your better half. (laughs) And hopefully your twin flame feels the same way about you. Those of us here on the ships love our twin flames dearly. We see them working hard. Some of them know who we are. And we speak with them. We talk with them about the difficulties. They help to carry out what's going on now. We love them dearly. Well, all of you are going to meet your twin flames when you come to the ships. And the sooner all of this takes place, the better, because what a party it will be. We will have a celebration the likes of which you have never seen. There will be dancing, there will be singing, there will be joy and love everywhere when you come here. And when you meet your twin flame, the love will be greater than anything you have ever experienced on earth. I assure you, it will be worth a very short wait. Now, those of you who relate to what I've just been saying, work on your meditations. Listen carefully. See any image that comes into your mind as an important message. Pay attention to it. And you will see your twin flame will come to you and you will experience love that will wash over you like a great waterfall. And then you will have the acceptance and the love of your twin flame, of your ascended masters, of all of us, of Mother, Father, God, and all of the Ascended Masters that are working now so hard to help you, whispering in your ear, keeping things going. And I assure you, we are working very hard with our own twin flames to make these things happen. There are powerful, well, most of them women now, those of us who, of course, Ashtar and I, have strong women who are there representing us. All of the masters that you've heard about, you hear about the male ones mostly. They have counterparts who are there now because this is the time of the transition, the transition to the female power. And the powerful women who are there among you are making it happen. They are the ones who will carry the torch in the coming generations, in the coming age. This golden age will be not the kind of imbalance that you have felt in this last 5,000 years. You know women are better at balancing. (laughs) When they take the reins, it will not be what you've experienced before. It will be a time of harmony, of love, 
of kindness. Because you have evolved and because we can celebrate now that the energy that's coming will be the warmth and the strength of those female entities, those female masters, the women on the ground who have been the strength, often that have carried this ascension process. When others fell by the wayside, it's the women who have picked up the banner. You can see that over the past several generations. Well, I assure you, that time is coming too. So look around you. Look at these women carefully. They are there. They're helping us. And they will succeed. As you say, come hell or high water, they will succeed. And we love them for it. Now, I know that there are many questions still to be asked. Let's see if we have someone who would like to come through now and ask a quick question. Maybe we'll be able to answer one. Here is someone named Kakalia. I'm going to put this one on the line. Hello. Hi, Hi I'm Kakalia. Kakalia. Oh, yes. Hello. Um, Do you have... Hi. Oh, sorry. I, I just never knew I would actually talk to you. It's so exciting. I'm sorry. Oh, it's exciting to talk to you, too. This is St. Germain. Hi. Um, I just want to know, um, I, I don't know if this is really my news, but I just want to know, like, um, what is, like, my life purpose? Or what am I, I, I know I'm here to help and spread the word, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I think every week someone asks that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to to um, answer your question to some extent. So hang on, and and I will put you on this little blue. <laughs> okay, Cacalia. That's a lovely name, isn't it? Ah. What is your purpose? It is not my place, dear, to tell me what you, to tell you what your purpose is. It is no one's place to tell you what your purpose is. That is in your heart. Now, how do you find it? Oh, I have a an image for you that will maybe be a little distasteful, but do you remember all that hullabaloo about your government had to bomb Iraq because they had weapons of mass destruction. And we're going to go find those weapons of mass destruction, even though everybody there said there aren't any. And your president even made a very distasteful joke about looking for mass weapons of mass destruction under the furniture, behind the chair, behind the draperies, no weapons of mass destruction. Well, a lot of you go about trying to find your hearts, 
the way they were looking for weapons of mass destruction, behind the draperies, out on a cloud, (laughs) somewhere with God. No, it's with you, dear. You have a heart. You have a plan. You came here with your plan. It's there in your heart and in your deep consciousness. Just meditate, breathe, and listen to your own heartbeat. Go out in the world and take action. While you listen to your heart, you don't have to have a master plan, a five-year plan. You have to go out and talk to people. The first person who comes along, ask them how they're doing and see how you react to it. You'll know. However you respond to that person, that's your plan. That's your purpose. And as you do that every day, all day long, the people at work, the people in your neighborhood, a child on the bus, whoever you encounter, look at them. Ask them about their lives. And you will be completing your purpose. And as things evolve, ask in your prayers. All you have to say is, use me, God. Take my energy. Use my intelligence. Let me help. I want to help. Give me an assignment. You know what I'm good at. Give me my assignment. And it will be done. So, not to worry. You will all be given your assignments. You are being given your assignments, just as I have been given mine. I will carry my assignment out to its fulfillment. I only have to adapt, at times, to the intergalactic law. I'm aware of that. I know that my assignment takes place within what's for the greater good. And when you take that into account, you will know. You will know what to do. And now, I'm told it's time for us to go. And I'm going to ask Catherine to put on the music of this beautiful song that was written especially for this program. The um, the composer is called John Mamora, and this is the song about the archangel who came to visit Catherine's brother when he was sick. Now I turn it over to the music, and I wish you all to have the most beautiful day and the most beautiful week and the most fulfilling work and love in your lives. Namaste. Until next week. It is St. Germain. And so it is.
Catherine. Are you there? You Hello. Just to let you know 